0: Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize.
1: Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners.
2: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's a scoop Tuesday here. On the podcast, we bring our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson in for a little inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams. Declan, uh, is we have no pilot flying the plane right now because yeah. Declan, I think the text read, I woke up at 4 a.m. Yeah, no, with but, stuff coming out no, of both ends. No, I don't ends. need to hear-
1: I don't so. need to hear that again. I didn't need that much information. He could have just said, I'm not feeling well. And I would have been like, okay, dude, cool. Take the day off. I
2: think you would have been the first to ask, like,
1: what specifically you know, are we no, talking? No, is it, no, I don't want to know. Is it a cold? I don't want to know in this case. If it's a guy I cover, I might to find out how bad it might be. But with Declan, I'll just take, I'm not feeling well. You know, and Dex is a little guy too, you know, so he gets sick. Things happen. It'll be fine. Well, are little, we sure we're okay? Like He's is a slight guy. Is the plane off the ground.
0: Like, can you guys hear me, Phil? I hear you, Judge. Yeah, I hear, yeah, you, as hear well. you. Yeah, yeah. Right, we can
2: hear you. Yeah. You can hear the live audience, right. you can hear them yep. right now. Well then it's who good. needs Declan? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Sorry, Dex. <laughs> wow. No, we missed it. Well, someone's gonna have to take all this amazing content and post it and put like clickbait headlines on social media and send it to the aggregators to get Doogie in trouble. So, you know, somebody <laughs> have to do that stuff. Um, let's talk Vikings here to start with, boys. We were just talking off microphone about We can start with Flores, and then I know you have a nugget about another Vikings uh, assistant coach, Doogie. You know, we were all, like, really sure about a month and a half ago, boy, there's going to be five or six jobs open. There was actually eight at one point. There might be two more from this last weekend with Eagles and Cowboys. And so there's coordinators getting requested for interviews. I think Dan Quinn has, like, four interviews lined up, all these Brian Flores, as of right now, I don't think, unless I'm missing something under the radar, has not had an interview request for a head coaching job yet.
0: Yes. I mean, as far as I know, Phil, I've not heard of him being contacted. Now, he didn't do himself any favors letting go in the last 12 to 18 months. One of the power-broking agents in this regard. He made an agent change. Now, I'm sure he had his reasoning for that, but I'm sure that didn't help him, I still think pending litigation when you are suing the league, then it might be hard for a lot of these ownership groups to even welcome him for an interview. Credential-wise, we know he is plenty worthy. I will add, Phil, I'm with you. We are wondering about Philadelphia, Dallas. What about Pittsburgh? The Rooney family, right? He was there a year ago. If Mike Tomlin, now Mike Tomlin is not getting fired, but he walked out of the news conference on Monday when presented a question about his future. So, I mean, we just, we wonder, right? We are opining, what does the future of Mike Tomlin hold? We know he can be a head coach wherever he wants to be, right? There's no debate over that. Pittsburgh wants him as its head coach here in 2024. But he has a decision to make with one year left on his contract. Would Pittsburgh perhaps entertain a trade scenario? We just, we wonder in this moment, could the Steelers' job open If it does, would they consider Brian Flores? But outside of that, and by the way, I think that job would be very, very appealing to him. I'm not sure every job would be appealing to him. I think he would probably take most jobs. He certainly would take the Pittsburgh job. I feel confident saying that. I just wonder in this moment, the future of Mike Tomlin. If that Pittsburgh job opens, then perhaps we need to monitor the Flores situation. But as of now, all signs point to Brian Flores being back with the Vikings.
1: Hmm. I guess the thing that surprises me but it speaks uh, volumes to what you just talked about which is when you're suing the league it creates huge problems is that he's not showing up just on lists as a courtesy you know or ordinarily if if you have a coordinating season and bring uh defense back from the dead like Brian has you get at least onto lists right like he's not on lists now and so and we we have speculated on this going back months sometimes Recklessly, sometimes not. But when you are suing the commissioner, that's a problem. Here's here's a curveball, though. And I don't know that, that this would impact Flora's ability to get a job. But I, I was watching Get Up this morning, and of course, they're still very focused, not surprisingly, on the Cowboys' meltdown. And one of the things they discussed in depth was how bad Dan Quinn's game plan was for the Packers on Sunday and that McCarthy should have vetoed it and said, dude, we got a bunch of small guys, they're going to run the ball down our throats, but he didn't. I wonder if that's going to affect the Dan Quinn market as well. Uh, Because we've talked about, well, that last month might have hurt Brian Flores, right? Well, if you gag in a playoff game like the Cowboys did, so... I right, am but surprised that, but Dan
2: Quinn doesn't have a history of gagging in playoff games. Oh, that's I don't a good know, point. I don't know what you're well, no, that's about. true.
1: That's true. He usually gets to the Super Bowl before he gags 28 to 3. But <sighs> anyway, um I am surprised that Flores isn't at least like showing up on lists as a Oh yeah, okay. Th- this guy is a a potentially relevant factor in coaching searches, which he's not. Plus,
0: we would have heard his name by now. Right? Like these teams are announcing Head coaching interviews. Heck, I mean, the Chargers put it out on Monday. We have officially interviewed Jim Harbaugh, who maybe he doesn't mind that his name is out there, right? But these teams announce these formal interviews. We've yet to see Brian Flores' name attached in any capacity. Mm -hmm. So that's why I just say, I mean, all signs point to he enjoys it here. I was told his kids really enjoy the school they go to in the West Metro. So his family likes it here. That all signs point to Brian Flores being the Vikings defensive coordinator Here in 2024, I'm just saying I do wonder a little bit about that Pittsburgh situation.
2: This could be a great thing for the Vikings. I mean, if the go, I know that there's probably some people listening that would rather the Vikings, you know, do a full on tank job next year. They are not going to try and do that organizationally. In fact, any discussion about us wanting to draft a quarterback is not coming through the prism of go draft a quarterback and then be awful next year. They're going to try and win regardless of who the quarterback is. But on defense, Flores' first year in Miami as head coach. So he comes in, all right, I'm going to take over this kind of train wrecky organization. They were 32nd, last in the league in scoring defense his first year. And then they jumped to 6th in scoring defense in his second year. It was that second year that they made the big jump. Now, they made a big jump first year out of the gate from, like, bottom five to, I think, 15th, 13th in scoring this year. But if the Miami job was any indication when he was a head coach, you get him into a second year with players and maybe an extra weapon in that scheme. Um, and, and he ran a little bit of a different scheme in Miami because, you know, he had different personnel, probably better personnel, but this could be, if he sticks around, I don't know why this wouldn't be a great thing for the Vikings trying to win games and have a better defense next year.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think about his fingerprints being on the pre-draft process, right? I mean, it was to some extent Blackman, Roy, even Ward, certainly pace, right? That Brian had his fingerprints on those moves. Now you have him for a full-fledged pre-draft process. Not that it wasn't full-fledged last year, but he was adjusting, right? Where his fingerprints might be even more so on the pre-draft process the next few months. So yes, all-encompassing, everything you just laid out, Phil, yes, it is a very good thing with the Wilfs all about going forward again here in 2024 that Brian Flores, you know, unless something radical happens here, Brian Flores will be back.
1: So when, um, when... Zimmer got fired. One of the things that Justin Jefferson politic for was uh, the retention of wide receivers coach Keenan McCardell, who's obviously done a great job with those guys. I think last year there was some scuttlebutt about McCardell actually uh, not here, but somewhere being a candidate for an OC job. Where do things stand there? Because I I would say that if we're going through the list of uh, value on position coaches, Dukes, that Keenan McArdle would probably be the top one when it comes to position coaches on the Vikings.
0: And Kevin O'Connell, Judd, realizes that. Kevin O'Connell, I'm told, values Keenan big time. Mm. Like, Kevin O'Connell doesn't want to lose Keenan McArdle, but Keenan is ready in his mind, his representation's mind, to call plays. He's ready to make that step up, that he's on a path to one day, maybe in the next five-ish years, to being a head coach, that, that is the ultimate goal. So the next logical step is, hey, I need to ascend to offensive coordinator. I need to call plays. So let's see, you know, some of these defensive-minded coaches land in some spots, what direction they could potentially go, but certainly keep an eye on that. That there are no, you know, interviews that have taken place to date. But let's just see some of these head coaching spots that get filled and if there's a logical connection with Keenan that Keenan could elevate and move on to become an offensive coordinator. But, yeah, the Vikings want him back. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison go up and down the list. They value him so greatly there in Egan.
2: Yeah. Can we – I'm going to blur the lines and get into some reckless speculation here. Reckless speculation. I wonder how – I think Kevin O'Connell's job security is rock solid. I think if you – if obviously, there's things to nitpick and there's some – you got to fix the running game. It's been two years, and it's it's the, it's the one of the softest, most finesse offenses, and they're not even really – so there are things to criticize. Absolutely. But, um, I mean,
0: yeah, he's not going anywhere, Phil. I mean, as long yeah. as Andrew Miller has the power he does, I think Kevin O'Connell is plenty safe. I really yeah.
2: do. Like, he's at least – they'd have to have a really bad year to even start the conversation, we'll see. But – correct. I wonder about quarterback
0: stretch, right? I mean, we're talking about Nick Sirianni, right? I mean, the Eagles were what? 10 and one. <laughs> now we're talking yeah. about the potential of the Eagles changing coaches. So it can flip fast, but yes, in this moment, Kevin O'Connell has unreal job security as he I wa- should, in my mind,
2: but I wonder about Kwesi. I think, I just think, man, there's so many things that you could, I, I, there's more things to poke at with Kwesi than there are for Kevin. Now, if you draft a quarterback, if they make a big play for a quarterback Um, I think you're going to get some time. But I guess I'm wondering, what are your thoughts, just your educated thoughts, and then if you have any information, it feels like Kevin is on more solid ground than Kwesi, and Kwesi needs a really big four-month stretch here. That's my my gut right now.
0: I think that gut feeling is okay. I mean, it was a four-year contract. We're entering year three, right? We need to see tangible progress here in year three to even consider a contract extension. I thought he handled himself okay at the season-ending, you know, wrap-up-type news conference middle of last week. It wasn't all word salad. Certainly he can tap dance, you know, with the best of them or the worst of them. But I didn't think it was all word salad. I thought there was some information gleaned, you know, from the words that he said. You know, he held court afterwards off mic for a bit, showed a bit more of his personality, was dropping some interesting vocabulary, right? So, I mean, he's a guy like you want to hang out with, right? You wouldn't mind having a cocktail with, right? But we still need to see that he's capable of doing this job. Let's not forget, if he doesn't get this job, Phil, he wasn't getting another job. Yeah, Was he even getting a job the next cycle or this cycle? I'm not even 100% positive he was. Maybe... But, like, he wasn't getting another GM job. So he struck. I don't blame him, those close to him, for saying, yeah, you're offered the job. Take it, even with the stipulations. You can't maybe do some of the things, and I'm just speculating on this, but maybe some of the things you'd like to do. But, hey, get there. Like, you're a general manager in your early 40s. That's an opportunity you can't turn down. I'm just saying I'm unaware of another opportunity he would have had. Like Ryan Poles, right? The other finalist who was supposed to come to town for an interview. Ryan had another opportunity. Chicago gives him the contract he was looking for, the authority he wanted. He jumped all over the Bears' opportunity before, a, you know, in-person interview here, right? You know, met with the Vikings virtually, was supposed to come here, didn't. Quasi just didn't have those options. He might have gone through, like, the early process of one interview cycle, Judd. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I can't remember which one, but... I just don't think he was getting another job. So I think it's safe, Phil, to just openly wonder, okay, like he needs to show us more, demonstrate he really knows how to do this job, right? And it's not just him, it's those around him. But I even question bringing in Ryan Gregson as his right-hand man. Like look at what Ryan did in Indianapolis. Why is that your right-hand man? I mean, that to me is baffling in many ways. So, yeah, point is he needs to demonstrate a lot to us over the next year here in 2024 to say, okay, you are the guy, quasi let's give you a contract extension.
1: What's intriguing about this uh, discussion as well is the fact that in some ways O'Connell's whiff on Ed Donatel is biting Quazy in the butt because that 2022 draft now churned out top defensive guys who Flores clearly does not want to play, right? Like yeah. like, there's no way that Quazy's like, yeah, don't play Lewis scene. This is a great idea. Don't play Booth. Don't play Asuma. and And those are guys that somebody, my guess is, Donatello and the previous administration of some also identified. Now, he takes the fall and he should. He traded back. But the fact is that Flores's success with guys that don't include three of the, you know, top picks from that draft is really intriguing and that goes back to not getting the defensive coordinator higher right off the bat and basically going through a year of, oh, guess what? These three guys that Ed Donatel thought would fit his scheme appear to not fit Brian Flores' scheme.
0: Sure, although, and hey, we brought this up last week, and it actually hasn't come up a ton since that 2022 draft. But, of course, you know, the tweeters had some fun with it saying, hey, time to move on. But it could have been as simple as you just take the consensus best safety on the board. It really wasn't that difficult. You're sitting there. Don't move back. Just take Kyle Hamilton, right? Like. It didn't take oh yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. You're right. Yes,
0: a genius to make that selection. No. Just take Kyle Hamilton. Look at his I'm body of work three. at Notre Dame. It's you three know, guys. Whether though. it's Quasi's, you know, financial background, right, and all that. I mean, yep. heck, you know, I think my 12 year old could have made that selection. I mean, truthfully, right? It wasn't that difficult. That if you were considering a safety in the first round like you did with Lewis seen at the end of the first round. Yep. Just take the consensus best safety on the board and we'd be having a different discussion.
2: And and God, listen, I'm not, I'm certainly not Ian Rappaport or uh, Adam Schefter or even Darren Doogie Wolfson when it comes to insiding, but I can tell you now sort of two years after uh, that first draft that the decision to move back 20 spots was not a universally supported. I mean, it was a, sort of an eye-opening, shocking moment for people in the organization, too, as it would be if you were to say, hey, the Vikings are going to move back 20 spots from having a fringe top 10 pick. And so, you know, when you make a bold move like that and it doesn't pay off and it, in fact, train wrecks the way that it looks like it has and those guys are still under contract and we'll see what happens this year, then, yeah, like you stick your neck out, it doesn't work, and it's pretty glaring. Well, yeah, I mean, it's glaring because the two of them, even if one, let's say Andrew Booth Jr.
0: turned into not even a pro bowler, but just a A good starter, starter. right? Makai Blackman.
2: Trey Waynes. Yep.
0: What if was Makai Blackman? Maybe a little above that, but sure. Makai Blackman, right? We'd be having a different discussion. But it's the totality of you're in the 30s there, those two guys in the 30s, and both, for lack of a better term, have been busts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Jim. Oh, I, I was going to say if it pleases the reckless speculation court, I would like to introduce um, a thought though, that I think could go a long way towards possibly splitting the perception accurate right now that Quasey and Kevin O'Connell are joined at the hip. And, it, and it it's this
2: speculation.
1: Dukes, what do you think the odds are potentially that one of them gets a contract extension in the coming months and one of them does not because if well, you, I mean, if, if one
0: does it's KOC, right?
1: That's my point. They would but say, but okay.
0: that splits them yeah, at that point tack on a year or two. Sure. That goes
1: to what yeah. Phil is saying. That would which be interesting. Is, sure. Um, Because I, I, you know, Kevin O'Connell, I thought did take a step back, but that's a tough job. And I do think that he's done what they wanted. There's more about crazy. We don't know what, like we obviously don't see him operate on Sundays. We see O'Connell operate on Sundays. But I'm just saying that if we've had a lot of, it feels like, especially in football, coaches and GMs that come in and they come at the same time. And so it's like, okay, they're a team, they're a team, they're a team. And then there's, you know, sometimes some fractures, disagreements. I'm trying to trade the first round pick. I want you to take the wide receiver. And now it becomes very clear that they're not as joined as we thought. And so I, I would be curious if the Wilfs would take care of O'Connell this uh, spring or summer, and maybe tell Kwesi, we're going to wait and see on you. Completely reckless speculation.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. But it's interesting to think about. I'm just saying, of the two, if you're awarding a contract extension, because both signed four-year deals, right? you'd be rewarding awarding the contract extension to KOC, not to Quasi. Very, very interesting to think about. Yes, mm-hmm. and hey, I mean, for what it's worth, the Vikings have a rock solid relationship with the agency that represents Kevin O'Connell. Not that they don't with the people that represent Quaysey, but it is very, very solid with the people that represent Kevin O'Connell.
2: We're also getting into that territory here. Where
1: Reckless speculation.
2: Do you GM as someone like like when I say do you GM, I mean GM as a verb. Are are you GMing in a way that is trying to? get yourself another year on the job because it's great. It pays seven figures and you're a freaking NFL general manager, right? Do you do what you need to do to win nine games, 10 games, just keep, keep it moving forward in a competitive way. Or do you GM in a way that opens things up from maybe 2025 to 2027 to compete at an even higher level at the risk of being wrong or whiffing or drafting another Christian ponder and getting fired, right? Like, that's my Ooh. biggest curiosity. And I think there's a lot of teams, general managers, like because of the nature of how quickly guys, like, look at the, look at Carolina. I mean, that dude's a train wreck, David Tepper. He got there five years ago. He's fired three head coaches. He literally fired the coach and the general manager that drafted Bryce Young nine months ago. Like, one year, just everyone's gone. We're gonna start over. And so I think human nature would dictate, if you're Quasi. Do you, if you don't think you have the you certainly don't have the contractual security beyond 2025. Are you going to do that job and manipulate the next four months in a way that helps the long-term health of the franchise or the 2024 health of the franchise? Well, couldn't you do both? I mean, first off, well,
0: that's what he's been trying Jiggy to do. And mark or
2: not David <laughs> Tepper. Right. So Tepper is on an
0: Island by himself. Maybe Davis is there too, but that's a, Different situation, right? Agreed, I mean, that's agreed. the mirage, not the trend. I mean, couldn't you go quarterback in the first round? And okay, so Kirk is back, so the quarterback isn't playing, but there's enough evidence to suggest that you hit on that quarterback to set up what should be success 2025 and beyond. So I'm just wondering, Phil, if you can if you can play both sides there.
2: Maybe. But he's been playing both sides for two years and they're pretty much in the same spot they were two years ago when Mike Zimmer got it. like literally all the same things you could say, which is oh, they're trying to get back into the playoffs, they're trying to make it work with Kirk, they're trying to work around a big forty million dollar Kirk salary, which is make no mistake, what he's probably going to command. Yeah, I mean, in two stuck months, in middle purgatory. You know?
0: They've been stuck in middle purgatory mm-hmm. forever. Yeah.
2: And I I think
1: the toughest part coming out of super wild card weekend is this the Packers, right? So, like, the Packers have done it again. Jordan Love develops. And halfway through the season, I thought, okay, he ain't that that great. Well, guess what? On Sunday, he was fantastic. And in the last half of the season, he was damn good. And so I'm sure the Wolves look at that. The Wolves probably look at Tampa Bay right right now. Now, I still think because that division's so bad. But still, they won a playoff game with Baker freaking Mayfield, who, by the way, on a one-year contract is a $1.7 million cap hit. So, like, there is this very interesting... This is where the will says fans Doogie. I think look at teams and think why not us? Why can't on, we how win cap money and build in
0: Tampa this year? Right, Phil? Yeah. Do you know how much debt cap money Tampa is absorbed yeah, this it. year? Let's find it. I mean, it's tens of millions of dollars. That's, That's the reason the, why they have Baker Mayfield at such a low number. They needed a, a quarterback yeah. at a low number. So Tampa was in salary cap hell mm-hmm. this time last year. Right? So, I mean, could the Wolves look at that and say, okay.
1: Right. Why can't we do this?
0: The Cousins hit that we need to, but we're moving on. Right? The dead cat money is the dead cat money. We can still compete. Look at Tampa here in 2023. They were able to compete with all this dead cat money. There still is a pathway to success, even if we need to make some tough decisions in the moment in the next, you know, six to eight weeks.
2: It looks like I'm just, I'm looking on. So Tampa Bay's dead cap here for, according to Spotrack, Uh, it's just, it's just kind of interesting. Well, Tom Brady's dead cap hit is 35 million. So that's 35. And then there's a bunch of, uh, 81 million in dead cap of a 200. I mean, I knew it was a big number,
0: right? So, I mean, how about Tampa advancing to the second round of the playoffs? And Hey, we can certainly have the conversation about how weak that division is with Tampa. Really with that roster compete at that level in a different division. But nonetheless, they are playing in the second round of the playoffs. Hey, by the way, though, I'm still convinced you guys can talk me off the ledge. This is very much an opinion. But if Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt on October 29th, I'm now convinced more than ever we'd be talking right now about the Vikings playing the weekend of January 20th.
2: Yeah, man. So many man the next the next few months. Hey, before we keep going here into uh, this scoop session, let's shout out our friends over at Zero Res. So if you're looking to maybe deep clean your home, I don't know, for the first time, how many of you out there audience have never deep cleaned your carpets, your air ducts? All right you're just living in filth and you don't even know it or maybe you do know it and you're still living in filth. that's where zero res comes in with a 4.9 out of five star rating on google with 17,000 reviews so you know they're credible uh when that many people give them a five star rating you can get the score north special which is three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 dollars when you call zero res at 9520 res or zero res minnesota.com ask for the score North special you also get $75 off when you get your air ducts cleaned. Spell it forwards or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. All right, Dukes, anything else uh, Vikings-wise sort of pique your interest here before we empty out your scoop bag?
0: No, I mean, I'm still awaiting word if Mikai Blackman needs some surgery on that shoulder. I've been trying to check on that, so that's something that's at least semi-interesting to me. Otherwise, no, not a whole lot Vikings-wise. Football-wise, you've got Joe Alt who is going to be a top-ten pick, Totino Grace High School, Notre Dame, left tackle. He is deciding to do his pre-combine work here in the Twin Cities. So he could have gone somewhere tropical. He's got a big-time agent from Creative Arts Agency, but he is deciding to do his pre-combine training here in town with a couple of year buddies, Phil Mackey.
2: You're damn right. He's getting that Alex Boone uh, rhino treatment this uh, this lead-up, so... That's gonna. That's gonna probably elevate him to the number one overall pick, I would guess. Working with our guy Ryan, I don't know how you wouldn't draft that guy. Number one. Hey, all else? I
0: know is John Michael Schmitz fell further than he should have. The yeah. Giants' <laughs> offensive line was a mess, but there was enough there, and hey, he battled some stuff. Michael Schmitz did, the former Gopher. But I'll tell you what, the New York Giants are very, very, very happy yeah. to have John Michael Schmitz as their starting center.
2: Yep. Uh, what else uh, What else you got in your scoop bag here before we say goodbye on this Tuesday, Dugs?
0: Yeah, so on the Wolves, so as we approach the early February trade deadline, I had a capologist friend reach out to me, Steve. Thank you for this information, Steve. He brought up a couple good points. One being, so Mike Conley Jr. in his contract has a clause that if he plays 60% of the games, which at this point, barring some sort of you know, catastrophic injury. Mike Conley Jr. is going to play 60% of the games. And now, hey, three months ago, this sounded crazy. But right now, it doesn't. And if the Wolves reach the finals, it's a $1.5 million bonus. So when you think about the Wolves being $2.1 million under the tax threshold, that they don't want to exceed that, if you're Tim Connolly, that is something you probably need to consider entering the trade deadline. Hmm. How much money can you bring back? What I'm getting at is the Wolves can do something, and I expect them to do something. But in all likelihood, it needs to be close to dollar for dollar. That you almost need to consider this one and a half million dollar bonus. Yeah, being realistic.
2: Especially Again, if you make that make the right trade that elevates them to the well. finals. Yeah,
0: sure, and they reach the finals. So just you need to consider. That also, if you're trading two for one, so let's say you trade Shake Milton plus Wendell Moore Jr., you bring back one player, so you get down to 13 players on your roster. You can do that, but only for like a week or two. Like, you need to get to 14 contracts. And so, whoever you're signing, you need to consider that when thinking about the tax line, not wanting to exceed that tax line. So just some things to consider, but certainly the wolves are on the lookout for bench scoring help, three point shooting help, you know, whether it's a guy like Alec Burks, Luke Kennard, you know, does San Antonio buyout Doug McDermott, could mm-hmm. he be a possibility? Certainly Monty Morris, although I'd like to see him play a little bit. Yeah. me With too. Detroit, but we know there are fans of Morris here. They tried to acquire him last summer. I know that there are still Tyus Jones fans here in the front office. So just some names to consider, but I still think they end up doing something. And I would put shake Milton at the top of the list with an option, a team option for next year. So a team can get out from underneath. He's essentially an expiring contract that the wolves can use that $5 million that shake Milton is making in some sort of trade.
2: Yep. Great nuggets there. Yeah. But also, I mean, I guess you can
0: consider Phil, if it's not a trade, let's say you move shake, you get back some draft capital. Then we know the Wolves will be attacking the buyout market. I'm telling you, there will be some names. And if you're a second apron team, I don't have the full list in front of me, but there's a bunch of teams, second apron. So if a guy gets bought out that is making above the mid-level exception,
2: you cannot
0: sign with a team that is second apron. So that eliminates a bunch of teams. Well, here, I'll give you an example. You ready for this? Here's a wild one that Steve tossed out to me. But, hey, it's fun for, for fodder. Okay.
2: Hold on. Let me just make sure you're protected. Okay.
0: Reckless speculation. The Warriors trade Chris Paul. They bring in youth to help out Curry. Maybe they realize, okay, we're just not making a run this year. So they move on from Chris Paul. The team that Chris Paul gets traded to buys him out. That there's no reason for that team to have Chris Paul. (laughs) Chris Paul the open market, he would be limited. Now, hey, OKC could sign him. Philadelphia could sign him. But I'm just saying, is it possible where the Wolves are? Number one in the Western Conference since November 18th. Think about it. We approached the two-month mark on Thursday of the Wolves being the number one team in the Western Conference. This is now a run of sustained success. Could we actually talk about the Wolves being a potential destination on the buyout market? Dude. So it's not necessarily a hey, trade. It could be a trade, just creating an opening, creating some salary cap flexibility to not exceed the tax threshold, but it could be with the Wolves having their vision on the buyout market. So just something to keep in mind. The next oh, trade. this
1: is great. Penthouse at the Lowe's, just God. walk through the Skyway. You never have to go outside. <laughs> by, the wants, way, by the way, I want to open, for the first time in years, a new restaurant in Target Center called The Second Apron. There you go. Yeah, I think that's a great name for a restaurant. That's going to be the my funds restaurant. Go to
2: help pay for that luxury tax. Yes, payment. exactly okay. right.
1: We we that's how we do this. That's, that's how we pay all these now. bonuses.
2: Yeah. That's how we roll. Backless. Welcome to you Second April. it make apron. more
0: sense for that restaurant to be in Mark Laurie's fictional city, like maybe yeah. the signature well, that's, restaurant, that's the machine the- restaurant.
1: That's where the Wolves' new new building might be, too, in Mark Lurie's yeah. fictional city.
0: <laughs> One All other Dukes. note, NBA scouts from the Cavs, Hawks, and Nuggets were at the barn yesterday to watch Dawson Garcia, El Payne, and other what? Gophers what? and Hawkeyes. The Gophers are not using a search firm when they choose to a football coach, so there you go.
1: Hey, Dukes, what's up with Payne? Mm-hmm. Like, what, how, his usage I don't understand. Well...
0: I mean, to me, Dawson is best at the four, not the five. So I want Payne and Garcia on the floor together more. We saw Payne really good, you know, what was that, 9, 10, 11 days ago in Ann Arbor against Michigan. He was really good. I still think he's battling some stuff, Mm. including just getting his conditioning all the way to where it could be. But that was a bit odd yesterday, his limited action against Iowa. That was definitely – Interesting. I just I think Payne needs to start. You put Payne at the five, Garcia at the four, because I just I fully believe that Dawson Garcia is at his best when he's playing the four, not the five. You can still start Ola Joseph, bring Cam Christie off the bench. I still think Christie should play good minutes, but I get it as a freshman. There's still an adjustment period, so your starting lineup to me should be Hawkins, Mitchell, Ola Joseph, Garcia, Payne. But very fair question you ask.
2: There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson. We got to run. Great session here. We'll do it again Thursday, Thursday. dude. Yep. All right, sounds good. There he is. Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. Scoop sessions every Tuesday and Thursday with a little reckless speculation Mm. sprinkled in, too.